but hi. Hi. And welcome to Joey Hates Movies. I'm Nick Limone. And I'm Joey. I'm the one who hates movies, but most importantly... <laughs> I'm Coral. Maybe yeah. not. I, I don't, I don't want to... I mean, I your wanna, name's like, in the podcast, so yeah. I feel like you're probably <laughs> I feel like, of the most important. I feel like I just want to be modest all the time. Mm. That mm. That's a thing that you would generally use to describe me, right? Modest? <laughs> yeah, sure. We can go with that. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Today, we're doing something special. It's one it of is, the, It's a unique thing we're doing. It is... Our tenth movie we've done, oh, which is exciting. I feel like that that that's a milestone. Yeah, I feel like we can pat ourselves on the back and give each other high fives for that. Um, add some high five sound effects and, and, and put and post. I'm, I'm not going to do any of those. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll edit them after you edit them. Um, but also, this is a Patreon pick movie, mm. meaning that everyone on Patreon, patreoncom cybergarbage was like, "Hey guys, uh, we got suggestions and we're going to vote on them," and then. Originally, Coral, I remember showing you this list of movies, and you're like, "Ugh." I think I've I've had that reaction to every <laughs> poll for Patreon. There's an eclectic. What are you trying to say, Coral? <laughs> just, it's, I, it's just an eclectic taste of movies. It's it's, it's a wild collection. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but well, but the specific audience, I would say. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, the very specific audience chose a very specific movie. One that I have been told that I should watch. For a very long time, not just by the people who listen to this, but also just by people, I guess, in my life. Yeah, it was always one of those things for me, like, oh, Nick, you would love this movie. It's it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Blah, 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 blah. So I was like, oh, okay, I'll watch it one day eventually. And today was that day. Yeah. Today was the day? Yeah. Is this all of our first viewings? Yes. Yeah, it is. I feel like you were the most excited to... Coral was the least excited <laughs> too, and I was somewhere in the middle. So at least we like we lined up in spectrum shape yeah. for for watching Airplane. Um, what were the other? Airplane, what were some of the other big contenders? Do you remember? I think the one was like Akira, maybe Ex Machina. Okay, uh, okay. Uh, there's another Crank, I think. Oh hell yeah, yeah. Crank. Crank. That's Jason Statham's it. favorite movie. That's a movie that I'm eventually probably gonna watch with or without the podcast. Wait, why? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I I make. A disproportionate amount of crank jokes for my not actually seeing crank. Mm. Like, it's crazy how many crank jokes I make. His favorite scene in the movie is the one where they filmed him having sex and shooting people at the same time. Wow. He goes, that was, that was my favorite scene. He's British. <laughs> I wish I could do accents. Is anyone British in the movie Airplane? Airplane with an exclamation mark because I want you to know that it has really bad SEO if you're trying to look it up or do do any research on it. It pops up right away all the time for me when you put Airplane. (laughs) You have to put the exclamation mark in the movie. I didn't know that was the title. I didn't know that was a thing. Oh. But so you just tried to type in airplane and expected it to pull up the movie? Yeah, I, I, typed, I typed in airplane and I kept on getting a lot of pages about like Boeing and Lockheed Martin and Airbus. And I'm like, what is? Ah, and you can, Ubers aren't going to be able to drop people off at LAX or pick them up anymore. Yeah, it's a bummer. That, that's probably a new thing that you saw. That doesn't affect me at all. And I'm happier for it because there'll be less traffic at LAX. How do you get to the airport? I take the flyaway every time. Or I have a nice friend drive me like oh. Nick has done once. Mm. I don't think I've ever taken him to the airport, though. Mm. So I feel like we're disproportionate airport things. Coral, I'll take you to the airport whenever you need me to. Open invitation. I appreciate it, but I don't like people driving me to the airport because then I feel indebted to drive them to the airport. And I 
don't like doing that. That's fair, and I think that that's because you're a fair person. But if you ever need to, you have carte blanche, no remorse, airport privileges from me. Great. Well, I have to go to the airport Friday. <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, Nick, can you take go to the airport? I can't. I'm busy. I'm going to be busy, too. I'm going to be at Universal Halloween Horror Nights. Oh, good. What's um, your excuse, bucko? Um, I have to fix our streaming computer. Hmm. And um, I had a family member die. You're lying. Preemptively. Well, I think you can still take an, an Lyft or an Uber until like the end of this month. So I think I'm good for that. You have until the 28th, yeah. I believe. Yeah. <laughs> but you know who does get a Lyft in the movie? That's actually how the movie begins. And not with an Uber, not with a Lyft. But it is with, what's his name? Robert Hayes' character. I can't remember anyone's name in this movie. This is like me in most movies. Ted Stryker. Ted Stryker. There yeah. you go. Very powerful name. But the movie basically opens up with the um, arrivals area of LAX, right? It's LAX? I think it, it, it looked New York. like Atlanta to me. Oh, Atlanta? I looked it up because I was curious, and it is LAX. Mm. I knew it was LAX from all the interior shots, mm. but I had no idea what LAX in the 80s looked like. Zero. So it's weird to see what we know as LAX is literally one of the biggest airports in the world that is like a multi-tiered metropolis just look like what is essentially now Burbank Airport. Yeah, I, But I guess before we start, even though I kind of started already, uh, I, I, what is Airplane? Well, Airplane is a 1980 American satirical disaster film written and directed by David and Jerry Zucker and Jim Abrahams and produced by John Davidson. Stars Robert Hayes, Julie Haggerty, and uh, features Leslie Nielsen. He's very popular at this time because of stuff like The Naked Gun. And uh, it is one of those movies that has probably been quoted at you at some point, And then you're like, what did Jesus say? And people are like, you haven't seen Airplane? Oh, God, you need to watch Airplane. It's one of the greatest comedies of all time, blah, blah, blah. And so it was just like, for me specifically, like growing up, that was always one of the uh, sh- you know, the Shirley line. Yeah. Shirley's. Don't call me Shirley. Blah, 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 blah. I thought that was a thing people say. That's because of this movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just thought that was just like a like yeah. a thing. Yeah, most most sayings are because of this movie. And so now we finally had the chance to to watch this, this off-quoted movie. And uh, I guess, what was your initial impression, Coral? <laughs> um, I found it really difficult to engage with I just found it the timing like the pacing of the humor felt very dated is probably too strong of a word I I understand that people thought this was really funny and if you're older and you understand a lot of the cultural references about (laughs) air travel in the 70s I'm sure a lot of it lands really well personally I I did not find it that engaging Hmm. throughout I think for me, it was definitely one of those that I went in a little apprehensive because mm-hmm. it is one of those things that everyone's kind of hyped up to me. And I don't think it was as funny as a lot of people think it is now, yeah. but it's definitely one that I found myself chuckling at and laughing at certain moments. And I think that they have, I think that a lot of aspiring comedy writers would probably do good to watch and or read the script in this movie just to learn like a joke a minute. 
Yeah. I, I think very rapid fire. It's just scatter shots, so many jokes on jokes on jokes, and not only are there like focal joint jokes, which are the the point of a particular scene, but there's often background stuff that you you'll miss if you're not paying attention. And there's a lot of physical and visual comedy, which I think is kind of a lost art form now in 2019. Comedies is everything now is just being clever or saying something funny or some inevitable moment. But this movie is just kind of always outrageous for the sake of being outrageous Mm -hmm. and i really kind of uh, uh, love that commitment to being outrageous all the time like it's so dumb all the time but i like that they're just like no this is dumb like we want to just figure out how to do this Mm -hmm. and uh i was really impressed by a lot of the practical stunts and effects that they do throughout this movie so i i mean the practical stunts and effect i guess seem a little dated i've never watched Almost anything, definitely not a um, feature film like this that has such a rapid fire pace of jokes. It's almost like they gives you no room to breathe. It's just like, here's a joke, here's a joke, here's a joke, here's a joke, here's another joke. How about a joke? I got a joke for you. Here's another joke. I I felt like yes, and like script wise, it's very packed full of jokes, but the mostly the editing felt so breathy and there was so much room around everything you're never they never like cut as a joke starts it's always cut to everyone in their standard position then they initiate the joke or turn to what they're doing complete the action finish the action and then there's a cut and I felt it just felt so slow editing wise Mm. which is like especially modern comedies are are so much about like very quick cutting uh, to make a joke kind of hit harder and this felt very kind of I don't know it felt like it was a slave to the jokes as opposed to the script which most Mm -hmm. movies with tight editing often are yeah so I, I agree a lot of the jokes just happened on the wide you knew when the joke was about to happen because they're like nope we're not cutting away this is just mm-hmm. it's here the entire time which which i totally get but one thing that i found myself thinking about when watching the movie was that i thought joey would appreciate just again how outrageous a lot of the stuff is it's almost like a a lot of non sequiturs a lot of things that just don't make sense but they're not supposed to like mm-hmm. it's just silly for the sake of being silly and then they're like well how do we actually make this silly thing happen and um, for those who aren't aware we come from a background of making something that's pretty similar in tone i would argue uh with the old comedy variety show that we made called the attack and i think that it definitely evoked that to some extent uh, and I, I think any comedy variety show is pulling from something like this and i thought joey would like something like that i don't think i gave audible laughter once watching the movie Mm. you didn't think anything was funny i see now i guess i'm really bad if it didn't elicit a physical reaction i would say it wasn't funny because you can think something's funny or clever but i think if it really like if you if it pulls a breath out of your mouth, then I think you win. I feel like, like there's different types of humor, and there is humor that won't make you laugh out loud, but will make you say, oh, that, that was funny, that was good. I don't feel like that's the sort of humor this movie is aiming for. This is certainly aiming for laugh out loud Guffaws. humor. Yeah. Knee slappers. Yeah, I, f- I feel like the, the people, exactly what Coral said, they want you to be like laughing, having a grand old time, but I was just like, I understand that joke. 
Or like, <laughs> I know why that's funny. That's or like, clever. I guess that's clever. Which I'm a victim of doing that a lot in all assets of life. I feel like I don't do a lot of straight you laughing. I do a lot me- of laughing. I don't do a lot of straight laughing in media. Yeah. Like or like when I, when I watch TV or movies, I, I don't really do a lot of laughing. I'd say it's it's very rare hmm. when 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 I do laugh. I don't know why that is, but so airplane never elicited like a. <laughs> It was yeah. just like a, oh, I understand. They're at the Mayo Clinic, which is a hospital, but they have a bunch of mayo jars behind them. Isn't that funny? Yeah. There's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of sight gags. There's a lot of puns that just get like, oh wow, you committed to that pun quite a bit. Which yeah. which is it's fine. It's definitely <laughs> an older sensibility in regards to humor, but uh, I think some of it kind of works nowadays. Uh, I think a lot of it does, but there's some stuff in the movie, and there's there's stuff in the movie where I was like, this is definitely of an era where there's stuff that's not going to age particularly <laughs> well, and I think that only happened two times for me. Like, two that I was able to be like, oh, oh, yo, yo, he's pulling yeah. the collar and whatnot. It's one when we're first on the airplane and there's a sign about, like, please fasten your seatbelts, and then it quickly, like, scrolls down and then it's, like, in Spanish. And I'm like, oh, this is a joke because Spanish is funny. Hmm. And so I'm like, that's interesting. I'm not personally insulted, but, like, I could see some, like, you know, that's maybe not a great joke anymore. And maybe it even wasn't then. I don't know. Yeah. But I think the one that was just bad, I think even for the time was, it even sounds bad to say, is the jive talk. That was, I was like, yeah. come on. I forgot jive was a word. No, it's gonna, 1980, yeah. like, <laughs> you know black people speak normally, right? Like, yeah. sure, everyone has, like, coded language when they're people that, of similar proximity. But that's just outrageous. Like, you, it makes me wonder, like, have you actually heard black people speak? <laughs> like, Maybe, yeah. And and then I think the the cherry on top was when the nun comes by. Oh no, that's a a very big beetle. And the nun comes by and she goes, "Oh, I speak jive." And yeah. then she has the conversation with them. I'm like, this didn't need to happen that because it's mean. like, isn't it funny that the shoes on the other foot now? Now the now the the black people are confused that the white people can speak this way. Isn't that silly? We're all chronically distracted by a very large buck <laughs> yeah, flying around. It's a, it's a very big fly. So Nick really powered that sentence. I, I do think that that was one of the things that stood out to me that just didn't work, and I don't think it did at the time. I, I didn't think it was funny at all. Yeah. But that was it for me. There's some stuff I, with, like... I think the, uh, I guess, was supposed to be gay character was also not great. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Was that supposed to be, like, an outwardly... I was just like, maybe yeah. that's just how the guy speaks or whatever? I... Yeah. I mean, he was very effeminate, and I have to imagine at the time that was like, he's a gay guy. Isn't that funny? Isn't he that can't silly? can't do his job because he's too busy just being gay. <laughs> that being said, he had a great stage, like, presence, which I really appreciated. And that one was tricky for me because... That was one of those lines that he had that always was quoted at me. It's the, what do you make of this? He says, oh, well, I can make a brooch. I can make it a hat. I can make a... And like just hearing that and then hearing someone say it without any context to it made me laugh just because I remembered the time Mm -hmm. someone told me about it. But I was like, this didn't make me laugh. I laughed because someone else quoted it at me. Yeah. And so that was like a thing I found myself happening often, just remembering fond memories of hanging out with people and then talking about the movie which I think is something 
that probably happens to a lot of people watching this movie. Yeah, and even if the movie is your first exposure to the, some of those lines, it gets bigger in your mind if it becomes a joke between you and your friends or it's something you quote all the time or something you hear or watch over and over again. You kind of, it takes on its own life after a while. Hmm. I'm curious, logistic-wise, how did they film in the airplane? It's probably just a set. Yeah. Just, like, like cut in half, kind of. Yeah. Just, like, take an airplane and then right down the middle. Not even the middle. He could just rip off, like, a side of it or just build it out and extend it so there's more room to do a lot of the things that they do in the movie. Probably, yeah, because it, it looked cramped, so mm-hmm. that, that looked good. And we know that airplanes used to be a little bit more roomier. Yeah, everyone's smoking too. Yeah. Yeah. The the only thing that made me almost laugh was the absurd humor of giving someone a literal smoking ticket. Oh. That that's the <laughs> that's one that got you. <laughs> yeah. He says smoking or non smoking, he says I'll have a smoking ticket. And then he pulls that out and it's actually smoking. I think that's the first time the movie does something like that blatantly absurd, aside from maybe breaking the first the fourth wall in the first five minutes, so I, I really I, I'm like, oh, this is like this went from like a place that was very jokey to a place that's just now surrealist. Yeah. yeah. It's absurdist, surrealist, it's all it's all that jazz. Which I like. I like that it's it's at least like, what if we just did this and then they just did it? Yeah. I most of Leslie Nielsen's lines landed for me. Um, I, I think he was great. His deadpan delivery is so funny. Yeah. And he he just He's a professional. <laughs> like he looks so good delivering the lines and sounds great. Like it's so funny. Yeah. Because he's the only straight man in the movie. Everyone yeah. else is silly. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. That poor girl with the heart, though. She she was straight, right? Wait, which one? The one, the one who needed heart surgery. Oh. She yeah. wasn't silly. What? You wanted to save her. <laughs> I don't understand. This is not. This is unnecessarily nitpicky for this type of movie. But every time her IV came out, she immediately <laughs> started to die. And I can't imagine what was in that IV that was preventing that immediate reaction. Well, I, I think that's also like bringing her up, the the girl who needed a heart transplant. Mm-hmm. Like specifically, that feel like there's some. It's like a subplot in the movie that's like loosely goes like the the plot loosely goes back to it every now and then mm-hmm. but that's just one of those things i'm like just just trim it like that's not needed like it it's used for maybe two visual gags it's the guitar yeah. playing and then there's the beating heart that's about it yeah like that's, that's fine i i feel like this is also a good example for writers to go through and be like well you could lose this joke you could lose this joke and you have a tighter more well crafted script something that's a little more concise and uh, it flows a little better from A to Z. That being said, I feel like this script uh, was probably very fun to write. Like, I can almost, like, imagine myself in, like, a room with, like, you two or other people or Rob Fierce and one being like, what stupid stuff can I do now? <laughs> like, it it feels like a like a 90-minute long SNL sketch. sketch yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Um, I, I do think it does a good job of setting up the type of humor you're going to be getting from the get-go. Um, it's when uh, Rob Stryker uh, arrives at the airport and you hear the voices in the background, the, the, the airport announcer saying, if you're going to here, please offload in Bay 5 or whatever. And then like that, that 
you hear it and you kind of ignore it right away because you're like, oh, that's just background noise. That's what I'm used to hearing at an airport. But then it just becomes this competition between the male voice and the female voice saying like, no, you're not supposed to go there. You're supposed to go here. You're supposed to do this, this and this. And I was like, oh, that's really funny. But then they escalate it like <laughs> one step further. And then it's just like mean. Yeah. Like specifically like gendered towards the woman I was like oh well now you just <laughs> lost it like you were so close to being like just that's funny yeah. and now I'm like no it's just mean like <laughs> eh. and I think there is a lot of humor in this it's just mean for the sake of yeah. being mean which is like you know you tell a line with comedy um, and you, I'm by no means a comedian but it just seems like it's tough to walk a balance because you never know when you're gonna push someone over the edge and just be like no that's not for me that's gross did you ever find any of that, Joey? Were you was there any stuff in the movie that you were just like, ooh? Well, I think the very obvious thing to point to is is uh, speaking jive for the amount of time that they did that and it's focused on it is just such a long scene. It's just <laughs> it happens like three times. Yeah. yeah, they keep going back to it too. That's just like rampantly raised. I mean, Kareem was in the movie. He was he was like, I'm okay with this. I was surprised to see Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> I was like. What are you doing in this movie? Yeah. And I did do, you recognize him as soon as you saw him? Yeah, of course. Like he's one of those one of the few athletes. I'd be like, oh, I know who you are just just mm. from looking at. You. I didn't recognize him. I just knew he was in this movie, mm. and I could guess it was probably the guy who wasn't acting very well. <laughs> well, I, I dude, he's acting incredibly <laughs> poorly. I loved him in the movie because I just loved the commitment to like, I think the script about his inclusion in the movie because it's just like you clearly don't belong here but the movie's treating it like you do and then it's a joke that like oh he is actually a, a laker yeah and like he's just like pretending to be like that that's cute i i like that they they did what they could with it you know yeah. that that's the logical inclusion of someone who can't act in a movie like <laughs> this is good but Pulling him out of his seat at the end was probably one of the, one of the better physical comedy scenes too. Oh, because he's so long. Because he's so long, <laughs> and he's like being pulled out, and like you see that on the bottom half, he is just wearing his basketball <laughs> yeah. uniform. I'm like, this is this this is smart. This is fun. And I did really like the when we're introduced to the pilot, where we're introduced to each of them, and they have a very distinct names, and then it all culminates in the inevitable like he said she said who's on first who's on first yeah. yeah which was a lot of fun it's very cute it's something we've seen a billion times in 2019 but in 1980 though that was just like maybe the third time <laughs> they had seen it you know yeah. <laughs> which is nice and that's something i just hadn't thought of until now is the idea that you see the same jokes over and over again because we have we are watching an old movie so far in the future mm. but at the time it was maybe like the fourth or fifth time they had seen that joke, which is still funny, you yeah. know? I'm, oh, the fly's back at it again. <laughs> Get down, everybody. Um, wh I wonder... So, Nick's taking a slipper off, for those of you who aren't watching the video version. It'll come um, to me. But what were you going to say, Joey? I'm so distracted. <laughs> I'm surprised I think it can fly. It makes it interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Focus. Focus, focus. I think I'm more terrified than Corliss. Well, is that a stink bug? No, it's not a stink bug. Stink bugs can't fly. Yeah. Oh. I think it's like a June bug or something. It's oh. not a June, June bug. bug. Uh, anywho, sorry you had to listen to that. <laughs> Why don't they make movies like this anymore? I think this budget of movie doesn't exist anymore. People kind of lament the loss of the like $20 million movie that 
studios just have to make a huge, huge film and hope that it's successful and earns everything back. This like mid-tier comedy is just not really made at all anymore. Because this presumably had a lower budget. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So they can just do silly things. Because I'm like, why Why have I not seen other things in the vein of Airplane? If it was so popular. I mean... I would say stuff like Anchorman's a pretty direct... Okay. But I think even stuff like Anchorman or like um, Step Brothers or something, mm-hmm. like I feel like it is like uh, has a lot of the physical comedy and a lot of the absurdism of these movies, but you have like... 80% less jokes. It feels a little more hyper-focused hmm. as far as what it's trying to... It is still trying to convey a story. The plot in this almost feels throwaway. Yeah. Where it's just... We haven't even talked about it. We don't even know that there's like a love... We, we have not once mentioned a love relationship, a f- superfluous flight ticket purchase, an ex-military fighter pilot who's now scared of flying, who has to land the plane. And that's all we need to talk about. It. We, we don't, who cares? Yeah, and... And I think you probably, out of most people, what, between you and Coral and I, are probably the most left oblivious because it's like referencing, like their scene specifically, reference so many movies that I think it's only funny if you've seen Dirty Dancing, if you've seen uh, A Walk to Remember, if you've seen any war movie. Yeah. And I, I feel like a lot of those notes might just fly over people's heads that maybe haven't seen stuff like that because it's like oh isn't it funny that instead of you know gracefully picking her up and spinning her over his head he just flings her up into the air and it just takes a while for her to come back down like there's some like it's clearly funny but it's a little bit funnier if you know what it's referencing do you ever feel like you were missing out on any of the jokes Joey? No I'm sure that there's a bunch that went over my head and there were some small background ones that I assumed other people would miss too but Mm -hmm. it's just um, I I I felt so satiated by the fact that there were just so many jokes that I didn't need to understand everything. Yeah. Which is probably, if you're going to go for something like this, a smart way to do it. Where, like, you know, you don't need to hit everything to get everything. Yeah. And, like, when before we did this podcast, I was driving over here and wondering, like, how long can we possibly do on this movie? <laughs> because I feel like... You know, before, like, outside of critical discussion, like, you can only critically discuss this so much before you, like, tread over ground, like, or we'll be like, well, you just hated it. Well, it's like, well, no, like, we're trying to figure out what we can talk about without it becoming like, oh, wasn't this part funny? Or wasn't this part funny? I liked it when this happened. I liked it when this happened. Like, I liked the lighting. I'd rather not regurgitate jokes just because, like, and I think for a lot of people, maybe that's kind of what they want from something like this, but just watch the movie in that case. (laughs) But, that said, if you had to choose one joke in this movie that you thought was the best joke for you, can you think of it? I think I know mine, but I think I'm suffering from a similar bias where it's a joke that I've heard before that I have a soft spot for, but his repeated like drinking problem, being he just physically has a difficult time <laughs> drinking things, works for me. <laughs> that was really good. Yeah. I was That was unexpected. I had not heard that one, so mm. seeing that unfold was... Very fun. It was a good running gag. Mm-hmm. I feel like seeing people pour water on themselves is also something that I now understand more references to mm-hmm. as callbacks. Mm. Uh, I, I think I buried the lead. I, re- I really liked the idea of the Mayo Clinic just <laughs> being a hospital that has a bunch of jars of mayo. Because that... It, it's almost self-serving, but I feel like that's something I would write. Mm. 
Yeah. So I'm like, I I feel like I'm in that writer's head, and I'm like, okay, I, I this I like this. This is funny. And then having a smoking ticket, I think, is also funny. I, I think for me, it's, there's two. There's the the veterans hospital where he's painting. And then you take a look at his painting, and it's, like, weird because, like, no human could ever put their legs in that mm-hmm. shape. And then the camera pulls out, and then you see his subject is actually holding that pose. So I was like, oh, that's very funny. Like, that was well done. But then I was like, you lost the joke because they cut back to it, and then they cut back to the guy again. I was like, you already used it. <laughs> no more. It's fine. We don't need it anymore. Yeah. So, you know, I did like that joke. But I also really liked the fight scene between the two women in the uh, Havana bar. Like, I just thought I just thought that was so, like, over-the-top outrageous. So I was like, oh, that was, like, a cool fight, too. Like, it looked okay. I have never, ever, watching a movie, been able to be like, those women are men mm-hmm. in wigs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... I would. I don't know why, but I was really taken aback by like these stunt men are just really costumed poorly because I can very clearly <laughs> see that they're men. Uh, I'm sorry if I stepped on your point, Coral. No, I don't know how often that really happens with stunt people. I guess I guess in '80 that happened a lot. Nowadays, you just hire a stunt woman. Yeah. But yeah. No, I just like seeing people fight. <laughs> I was like, oh, cool fight. That joke, and there were a lot of these where I felt like I didn't know why that was happening and I think the answer is just because it would be funny if that happened there but I felt like maybe I was missing a context or mm. like a reference and it I was just like missing the connective tissue for why jokes were starting and what was triggering a punchline so I felt like that about that joke they were Girl Scouts yeah they were well, Girl I Scouts I think yeah was there a, a, I don't I don't really know <laughs> I just thought it was one of those zany absurdist things like okay that's fine yeah. and whatever and then that devolved into Saturday Night Fever yeah. where everyone just starts discoing in the middle of this like uh, rough and tooth bar mm-hmm. which is like okay that's yeah. uh, that's fine <laughs> um, but I, I feel like overall I feel like we were inherently negative <laughs> I f- people love this movie right do but how do you watch it? Do, do people have nostalgia for this movie? I think they might have a nostalgia. Does anyone, has anyone who's recently loved this movie love this movie? I'm sure it exists, but I feel like most of it's out of nostalgia. And we're saying this before someone's inevitably going to be like, I watched this movie yesterday and I laughed my ass off. Like, well, I'm glad it did. Mm-hmm. What we say does not take that away from you. But, like... We're so highbrow, everybody. No, I think that there's just... I think that there's humor that is very indicative of an era... And I think that it is stuck in an era, and that's not inherently a bad thing. It's a snapshot into the past, especially for a movie like this. That's it's a parody. Like it's innately going to be about a very specific experience, a specific time in pop culture, and it, that it needs to do that to be successful at the time. The fact that people are still quoting it in 2019 is victory enough for people who love this movie, and nothing we can say can take that away. I'm never going to uh, can I do, uh, doing the thing where I uh, talk about L.A. from an L.A. movie real quick. I think that I'm always going to think about this movie when I'm walking through the tunnel in LAX with that with that mosaic mural, mm. <laughs> which I'm sure now I'm just part of one of millions of people who do that. Yeah. I can imagine someone coming to LA for the first time after seeing Airplane in the in the eighties or nineties, and then and then walking through that tunnel with with the mosaic on the wall as they go to baggage claim, being like, 
this is so fucking cool. (laughs) Right? Yeah, for sure. And I think I still get that when I see places in movies that I've been. So, like, I I think... My buddy does that, uh, who was here this weekend, with uh, the GTA map. (laughs) I drove through here and I shot people (laughs) in the street of GTA. Hey, (laughs) well, talk about timing. Uh, Yeah, Joey, overall, where would you put this in the canon of Joey Hates Movies? It is... Without question, better than Jurassic Park. (laughs) (laughs) That being said, I think it would sit somewhere firmly in the middle or like the bottom middle. So, it's 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 not the worst two movies. It's not it's not Persona. (laughs) Oh wow! Who's ever had to do a direct quality (laughs) comparison between these two movies? I, I enjoyed watching it more than I watched Persona. I enjoyed watching it more than I watched Jurassic Park. I don't know if it really beats anything else out. Okay. It might also beat Memento out because I think that movie was kind of dog shit. But <laughs> wow, what a so maybe that maybe, maybe that puts it as like choice. Yeah, yeah they have low you're shitting on all the IG, uh, the, uh, the IGN choices. No, you're shitting on all the audience choices. That's that's rough. Mm. But I think that uh, the audience will get their their chance again at some point. But not next time. Because next time it's your pick? Next time it's my movie, damn it. And because it's Halloween, we're watching some horror. Joey, have you ever watched a horror movie? (laughs) I mean, we can probably go into this next time, but I actively avoid watching horror movies. Okay. I look forward to hearing your reason why. And Coral, have you ever watched a horror movie? I've seen a few in my day. Well, I've decided. I, I, I really slaved over this one. Because I couldn't decide if I wanted to go classic mm. or modern. Right. But I think if the goal is to appease Joey, I think I'd want to go modern. Because we are, as everyone knows, we're in the era of prestige horror. Mm. So I decided to go with one of the movies that I think really kicked this off. It's Hereditary. It's the Ari Aster movie. He has a new movie out, Midsummer, But his first feature film, Hereditary. I think it came out like two years ago. Two years ago, last year? 2018. 2018. 2018. Came out 2018. So that is the movie for the We don't do a lot of recent movies, so maybe this might be exciting. Yeah, Mm -hmm. we'll see. But that is your homework. In honor of Halloween coming up, we are going to watch Hereditary. That'll probably be released pretty close to Halloween. Yeah, I think so. That works so well. (laughs) So, Joey, plug the stuff. Plug the stuff. Thank you, everybody. Uh, remember that uh, if you like this podcast, Nick and I also do one about video games. It's kind of similar. It's called Garbage Game Club. You can do that. You can uh, subscribe on wherever you get your podcasts. Is that Spotify? Is it Apple Podcasts? Is that Stitcher? Is that uh, Ab, uh, Apple Podcasts again? Or is it Apple Podcasts? Maybe it's Google Podcasts. You can do that all there. Just click the follow button so it'll come up right when the episode's out in the feed. Sorry, I shouldn't burp during the ad read. That's fucking disgusting. Also, I'm sorry, Kroll, you're very close to me. Um, if you want to support us, it's patreon.com slash cybergarbage. You can see the video version of the podcast. That's the perk. Also, you get the podcast one week before it goes throughout all the airwaves onto all the uh, all the Spotify's and aforementioned Apple Podcasts. So, thank you, everybody, for uh, hanging out with us. Uh, thank you, Nick. Thank you, Coral. Uh, I am very excited that we got to do ten of these. That, that, that does feel kind of momentous, and uh, I'm not excited... To watch a horror movie because I'm going to be honest I am scared bye <laughs>